Welcome to the Bliss Code Podcast, where we unlock the secrets to your ideal lifestyle. I'm Jamie Drew, your guide on this transformative journey. Whether you're seeking balance, ambition, or pure bliss, remember, every episode brings us one step closer to cracking the code. Together, let's decode your dreams and elevate your every day. Ready? Let's dive into the formula. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of the Bliss Code Podcast, okay? And this is season two, season two of the Bliss Code Podcast. Last season, we did, what, 14 episodes and... Happy New Year! It's 2024, okay, and we're back. We're back into season two to dive more into what it looks like to live your best life, okay, to embrace your main character energy, to call in your confidence, your self-love, your self-care, and all of those things that actually make you happy, all of those things that you want out of your life. Today, we are going to be talking about living bold. We're going to be discussing essentialism, minimalism, and of course, main character energy. Duh. <laughs> I mean, what else are we talking about if we're not talking about making quantum leaps in our lifestyle by embracing the character that we want to be? You know what I'm saying? Especially it's the new year. I know people have all kinds of resolutions and we're just coming off a of holiday break. And what a time to have to dive straight into your resolution, right? I've seen some people online. People are working out. People are eating right. People are trying to do the damn thing. But I don't know if it's just me. I've been feeling a little bit slow since the holidays. I came down with this crazy cold on December 14th. Why do I remember the day? Because I wanted to see how long this daggone lingering cough from my post-nasal drip was going to last. But December 14th is the day where I started feeling sick. And I guess something was going around because that thing rocked me, okay, and had me in the bed. And so ever since then, today when I'm recording this episode, it's January 11th, and I'm still feeling in vacation mode. So maybe it was because my son didn't go back to school until this week and my boyfriend didn't go back to work until earlier this week. So I guess I was just stuck in a slow mode. But we are getting out of that and diving right back into season two of this podcast. I know some people were really looking for me. I saw some of you in person and y'all were like, um, excuse me, when is the podcast coming back out? Because I just listened to the season finale and I was like, how dare her take a break? I actually heard that from more than one person. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're listening then. <laughs> that kind of had me excited. I was really happy about that. So I'm glad to be back. As you know, on December 1st, we launched the Bliss Code Academy, and I'm so thrilled. We've got members in there thriving. As a matter of fact, I just came from having some tea with a very special member of mine today. It was so great. It was Japanese style, okay? There was like a, I, can, I can't remember what she called it, but like a thick wicker straw thing pad 
on the floor and a little table for us to sit Indian style on these uh, pillows and drink green tea, girl. I was living the life, okay? I was like, you know what? We are actually living the bliss code. There actually ended up being three of us there. At first, it was just two of us there. But I was like, this is what the Bliss Code Academy is all about, living and learning from each other. And I swear there were three decades of generations in there, like a 30-some, a 40-some, and a 50-some. We were sharing our experiences, right? Getting that therapeutic energy from one another. We were drinking green tea. Hello, can you say health? And we were sitting Japanese style on the ground. And you know, you got to use your, your core strength if you want to get up out of that position. So it was great. It was a great experience. And, um, and that's the reason that I started the whole academy so that women of like-minded energy who want to be the main character of their lives, to, to have great experiences that are leveled up or wanting to level up in life to share those connections with one another. So if you have not joined the Academy yet, girl, girl, like what is her name? Miami from City Girl says, girl, girl, what are you waiting for? Okay, go on to the blissco.net and go ahead and sign yourself up. I have a special going on right now for founding members where you can pay a one-time fee and have it for a lifetime. As a matter of fact, we were talking about some of the perks of that today with some of the members and well, one of the members, and we were talking about how I'm starting a book club on essentialism, by the way, which is what we were talking about during this podcast episode. And I reminded her, members are free. Everybody else has got to pay. But this is an evergreen community, which means everything that I that I put out digitally as far as the book club, the toolkit that comes with it, all of that they get to have as members anyway. So <laughs> what a perk, right? <laughs> so I for the book club, you can join level one of the book club, which is joining us February 1st, 15th, and 29th to read the book Essentialism. Of course, read it before you get there, but we'll be talking about it and going all over the points and having some good, you know, some good book talk chat, right? And level two is you get not only that, but the toolkit to help you actually work through these things in your life. And then level three, you get all of that plus a VIP one-on-one -on -one session with me. So if you're not a part of the Bliss Code Academy, you need to at least go to the blisscode.net and join that book club, okay? This is a book club experience. So it's not like an ongoing thing. We're just reading this one book. And I'll pick another book later that I'm really into, but for now, we're just doing the one book. So the book, let's talk about the book. It's called Essentialism, and it's by this Greg, this guy named Greg. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Mikion, Mikion. Somebody correct me. I really don't know. But I'm really psyched by this book, and I was like, wondering today, how did I discover this book? And it's because I have been continuously moving towards minimalism within my life because I'm realizing that less is more. It really is. 
and in so many ways. And when I first heard about minimalism, right, I was thinking, how crazy are those people to barely have any furniture in their house, to barely having any clothes? You know, you think, oh, they only got one bowl and one plate and one fork and one cup. I was like, that's extreme. And it sounds crazy. And what is wrong with that person? But over time, I'm beginning to see the value of that and how it can remove like so many stresses in your life. So even though like I'm not that extreme in minimalism where it's like I'm only going to have one of each thing or whatever it is, I'm learning to do more with having less. If that makes sense, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? And choosing quality over quantity. So, and really discovering what my priorities are, that's really what real minimalism, essentialism, which is just the same as minimalism, basically, um, is making choices and establishing your priorities in life. I remember back in the day, I was dating this guy and I would complain about money. You know, I, I was a single mother raising my son and I would be like, oh, you know, I need more money and I need more money for my job and this and that. And he said, well, you know, most people don't need more money. They need to learn how to better spend the money that they have. And girl, I was like, who does he think he's talking to? Like, <laughs> of course, coming from somebody, this guy had money. Okay. This, this, this guy had money. And I was like, okay, he's being rude. He's being pompous. Yeah. It's coming from somebody who, who has money. Okay. And who's not a single parent like me. You don't understand what I'm going through. But now that I'm older and have had more money and had and have made different decisions throughout my life and had a chance to reflect on that comment that he made years ago and had an opportunity actually to work with people who were at their lowest of their low. I'm talking about I used to work with people who were chronically homeless, who had no, you know, minimal money, who had money, but it was minimal. And you start to see a pattern of how people prioritize certain things. So I had to come to realize, okay, you know what? I was prioritizing certain things in my life. So I had the money, but I was just trading it in for something that I prioritize. There was a certain living standard that I wanted for myself and my son. So I sacrificed I don't know, I guess things that weren't as important to me at the time, but that kind of made me feel bad sometimes, like maybe going out to dinner, eating out more or having more clothing items or whatever. And here I am at 41 trying to get rid of all my clothes because I'm like, I have a capsule wardrobe. You know what I'm saying? So most of my clothing items are very simple. I wear a lot of black, which suits me. I mean, maybe it's the artist in me or whatever, but it's like, baby, it matches everything and it's slimming as well. So she likes her black top and bottom. And then I might have like a little colorful jacket or something like that, that I put on top of it. But I have my core pieces and what you come to realize, especially when you're embracing your main character energy, boo. You have to stop caring about 
what you think other people are thinking of you. First of all, they're not even usually thinking what you think they're thinking of you. But it really doesn't matter what it is that they're thinking of you because I know at least me, the thought I used to have when I used to get a lot of clothes or or when I would go to a party, I would take a picture in a dress and refuse to be seen in it again. It was like, oh, I can't be seen in this again because I'll look like I don't have a lot of clothes or I'll look like I'm broke or whatever it is that that thought was that I thought someone else was going to think I was broke or someone else was going to think I was dirty or I don't know. I don't even know what I thought they were going to think fully, but I know it had nothing to do with me and it had nothing to do with the clothes. And now I value my clothes so much more. I want to wear things over and over again. I want to get my money's worth out of these things. So I started to realize as I'm continuously searching for my bliss and working through my personal development that it means a lot more to me to spend the money and having a nice piece of something that's going to last a long time. Actually, I was talking to a couple of my friends about purses and I was like, yeah, you know what? My purses, they fall apart. I got to get a new one every year. And I was talking about how I have to raise my price point for the purses that I get. So normally I'll get a purse and it'll be about 40 or $50, right? That was my price point. Like, okay, I feel like that's a reasonable price for a purse. But as I go through the years and you know, you got to have that essential purse, okay? You got to have that, that black purse or that brown purse. You know, it's almost like it's your nude. It's what you wear with everything. It's your go-to purse. Why am I buying a new one every year? Why am I buying the same thing but new every year? It's like a consumerism trap. So one of my friends was actually telling me that she has like a Dooney and Burke purse, which of course costs more than 40 or $50, but it's an investment. And she told me that these purses are like they have a warranty on them. Basically, you can let me know about this. I don't know anything about these purses. I've never been a purse girly, but I'm about to be one. (laughs) But they will repair them for you. So I'm like, wow, I need to research more into this. And how much more value does that have over the years, rather than getting a new one over and over again. And I've done the same thing with even like, a perfume. I have one really nice expensive perfume and they will last forever because you don't have to keep spraying yourself down like body spray and it wearing off. So these are some of the values that I picked up and I really just want to share it with you and share practical stories because sometimes you hear some of these concepts, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, this is another chore. This is another thing for me to introduce into my life. I already don't have time. I already don't have the energy. I'm tired as hell. And you just don't want to introduce any new concepts into your life. But if you can hear them broken down like this, I think it'll be a lot easier for you to do them and to put them into your life. So going back to this book that I'm reading right now, Essentialism, which we are doing the book club on starting on February 1st, it's really about choosing to have less. You never thought about having less as a choice, as something you'd want to do, right? Especially as Americans, we we love accumulation of things, right? You see these shows like 
hoarders and people have these things and they don't want to get rid of them and they're emotionally attached to them. So it can be difficult to do, but essentialism is really about getting more things done in life, like having more experiences, doing more things and getting the right things done, not just all the things that you don't feel like doing, the things that you don't want to be doing and making a better choice, making a better, more wise investment as I, like I was talking about with the whole Dooney and Burke purse situation and making the right choice of, okay, what am I going to invest my time and energy right now in? What is going to be the best decision for me? And, you know, especially for us busy women out of there, I know a lot of us, we have families, we have businesses, we have, you know, our lives and other people's lives that we're trying to run. We may be somebody's supervisor as well. We're constantly doing things and on the go and really juggling multiple things that are important to us. And we have to start to think like, okay, what of these things are not as important to me that I can kind of let go right now? What is the most important task that I can be doing right now? And not only that, does this align with who I want to be, my main character, this person that I've created. This is aligned with my energy. Does this align with my New Year's resolution that I made? Does this align with my goals? So some of us are doing things that are out of alignment with our goals. I just had this conversation with my boyfriend about alignment because he was telling me that he kept seeing all these repeating numbers. And I was like, babe, it means you're in alignment. You're in alignment. Okay. You keep seeing all these repeating numbers. So we were talking about that. And my boyfriend is like the least woo-woo guy that you ever want to meet. He's not into that stuff. But I was so happy that he was asking me about these repeating numbers. I felt so good. Like, oh, bring on the magic. Okay. Three years in. And I finally got him to ask me about repeating numbers. I'm working on him y'all because I'm all about that woo woo life over here. (laughs) Everything is magical for me, but yeah, back to essentialism and what I'm, what I'm learning. I actually have the audio book. So if you don't want to purchase the book, girl, get you a library card. Okay. And go on one of those apps and Start listening to the audiobook. But if you'd like something in your hand, please consider using my Amazon affiliate link, which I will put in the show notes for this. But start to think is this purposeful for what's right for me now? You know, what I'm doing, is it in alignment with where I want to go and who I want to be with? I tell people all the time, I'm not loyal. That's one word that (laughs) it don't resonate with me, baby. I don't have to be loyal. I'm loyal to me and what makes sense to me and what decisions I have to make for myself and my lifestyle and my son that I'm raising. Actually, his booty just turned 18. So (laughs) really moving towards more decisions for me. He's still not out of the house yet and he still has to go to college and everything. But you get what I'm saying. I've done my work where that's concerned, but back to me not being loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. (laughs) No, they ain't. Okay. I, when you think of the word loyal, right? This is what some of us do, especially as women. We have this honor and this loyalty of 
staying with a person too long because we want to be loyal to them in their situation, staying at a job too long because we want to be loyal to our coworkers or our supervisors, or we want to be loyal to the cause that we believe in. You know, we go to events because we want to be loyal, all these things because we want to stay connected to our tribe. We want to be looked at as an individual who can be counted on. And I'm telling you, the amount of energy that we spend doing that is not required. So many of us are doing too much, okay? And overextending ourselves and it's really time to pull your energy back because you're not going to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished for yourself yourself who is the most important person in your life you're not going to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished if you don't pull back self-reflect and start to realize that you are the most important person in your life Do you realize this, that you're the most important person in your life? If you drill all the way down to it and all the loyalty that you believe that you must have or all of the energy that you believe you must give to other people, if you are that important to their life, then you have to make sure that you're living well. So many of us want to embrace main character energy and we want to live the soft life, but we have to start to think, well, how can I make that happen, right? Because a soft life is like an easier life, right? A more simplified life. So what things can you do to start to make your life more simple? And by thinking about essentialism, You are cutting to the core of what's actually important to you and deciding that that is your priority at that moment. And when you start to do that, you'll discover, oh, I thought I was busy, but actually I was busy doing nothing. I was busy chatting on the phone. I was busy watching Netflix. I was busy scrolling through TikTok. I was busy minding other people's business. I was busying myself with things that were not of a benefit to me. So start to think how you can unbusy yourself. And actually, you will find money too. I I promise you, okay, you think I'm joking. You're like, oh, here she go. Girl, I'm telling you, you will find money within essentialism as well because all of a sudden, you will start to make different decisions and have different priorities in life. And you will start to see what it is that you're doing. You will start to have a lot of self-reflection because you will gain your time back, okay? And when you gain your time back and you see what you're spending your money on and what how it's flowing out of your bank account, you might get some of it back in your hands, okay? You might have more energy to work on your business after work, okay? Just because of essentialism. I don't know. You might as well try it out. You might as well. Let's talk about minimalism a little bit. It's just like almost the same as essentialism. So essentialism is choosing less to achieve more in a nutshell, right? Um, Getting more things done, getting the right things done, making the right choices, having the right priorities. Minimalism is living a more meaningful life with 
less. So remember earlier I was talking about accumulation of things that we think we want, that we think we need to have. I can't tell you, girl, how many forks do you have in your in your <laughs> in your silverware drawer? I probably have like 20 or 30 forks. So my minimalism has not made it to the kitchen drawer yet, but I'm getting there. Okay. But that's just one example of how we keep things. How much easier would it be to wash the dishes if I had less forks to begin with? Okay. I'm just saying, but I, I, and I'm not ready to go all paper plate on it. Um, I'm more, I guess, sustainable than that and would rather have a plate, uh, you know, use a plate over and over than use the paper. I don't know, just me. But that's just an example. So minimalism, it really goes beyond like decluttering your physical space, though. It's not just about like cleaning out your closets, although that is a part of it because you start to realize that you have all of these things, you've accumulated all of these things that you are never going to use. Like, honestly, you're never, ever, ever going to use that pot um, with the rust on it way back in the back of your cabinet that um, a friend of yours gave you that you don't want to give up or something like that. It's just these things. So, but it's not about just decluttering the things, right? It's about decluttering your life. And that goes back. It all feeds into each other. I love, 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 love a good lifestyle philosophy. And that's why I'm into, you know, the other things that I talk about, um, main character energy and wabi-sabi and living like the blue zones and different things like that. Because, I love to find the commonalities within all of these different lifestyle philosophies. So minimalism is us focusing on, well, what experience can I have? What life experience can I have over accumulating these things? And that can go right on to your 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 refrigerator and cabinets, okay? I know there's some people out there who you know, have a, don't even know what they have in their refrigerator and cabinets. And I really have a minimalist, essentialist, whatever you want to call it, refrigerator, because I really try my best to eat up all my food. And before I go get more, I kind of check out what I already have. So I think of what I compare, because I really don't like to see things go bad within my refrigerator. So that's really helpful to me. And I think it could be helpful to a lot of other people, but it's, it's, it isn't just about possessions. It's about the meaningful connections and using your brain power to what is going to be more fulfilling to you, which is really, really people and experiences. And it just encourages you to find the joy and simplicity. And like I was talking about earlier to prioritize quantity, quality over quantity. So you don't have to, I know like some of you out there, you love a good sale, right? And when the sale is on, it's calling your name. You feel like you have to get it, but stop and think, was I going to get that thing anyway? Or do my cabinets look like some sort of retail store and I can hold off on getting that thing? So it's really about being more mindful, right? This is all self-soothing methods 
for us to be getting these things. So start to think about these things the next time you want to make a purchase. And why am I talking about all of this essentialism, minimalism? Why does it matter? Because I want you to live your best life. That's what I'm here for. I am striving every day to live my best life and, you know, making tweaks here and there of things that need to be poked and prodded. And I'm not perfect and none of us are going to be, but we really need to start embracing that imperfection and know that life is not perfection and that we can affect our lives in these little ways that really help our mental health. Because a lot of this is about our mental health and not stressing over things and being able to regulate our nervous system. Because I know when there's clutter around the house and there's dishes to be done and there's packages to be shipped and there's emails to be read and there's college applications to be done, it can be extremely, extremely overwhelming for the busy woman. But we have to take charge of our own life and write our own narrative. Hell, we are the main character, right? Not a supporting character in somebody else's life. But by minimizing the amount of decisions that don't even matter that you have to make throughout the day will really help your brain. I love the study of the brain. I love human behavior. And I'm telling you, this is where the men get it right, ladies. Having those same old clothes that they wear over and over and over and over again. I mean, you ask any guy and he's got either t-shirts, polo shirts, and button downs. He only got three kinds of shirts, okay? Some of them got stripes. Some of them got, I don't know, houndstooth or what, not houndstooth, but you know, crosshatch. What is it called? Plaid, okay? And he has a pair of jeans. He has jeans. He has sweatpants and he has slacks. That's it. That is like six clothing items. Okay. And I'm telling you, this is where the men get it right because it's like they are going to mix and match all of those things. And I think we could learn a lot from those things. I've even saw reports about um, Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, guys like that, that are, you know, top of their game that pretty much wear the same, like, especially Mark Zuckerberg, if you notice, he's like wearing like the same blue shirt or whatever it is all the time. Why? Because he's like, listen, I got bigger fish to fry. I got better decisions to make. And I'm not going to just sit around thinking, well, what am I going to wear every day? Like that is that is the least thing on my brain. I'm going to throw something on. I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to do what's right for me, what's, what's peaceful for me and where I want to go moving towards my goals in my life. So begin to think about that as you're like, oh, 2024, baby, I'm going to be the main character. I'm going to be the it girl. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get money. I'm going to get a man, I'm a, you know, all the things that you want to do. Okay. Okay. What is that character like? And what is she doing? And how is she taking control of her narrative? Okay. And if you think about it, when you're living your life, right? Think of a movie. You see everything that's going on with you. The other people in your life, you don't see what they're doing when they, when they go to work, you know, even your spouse, you don't see your spouse 
when they're at work. You don't see your spouse when they're at their friend's house. You don't see your kids when they're at school, okay? Which tells you, you are the main character because you are watching this story from your point of view 100% of the day. You always know what's going on in your story, right? So start to act like it and take control of it and write your own story, okay? This is how you capture your main character energy by shaping your life's direction and embracing your unique journey, how you want your life to be. I made a post recently that was like, oh, you want to know why your New Year's resolution is not going to work? Because you're not going to do what you said you were going to do, duh. (laughs) Most people, they fall off the wagon. They stop. They start prioritizing other people's things instead of their own things. You down with OPP? I just thought of that. Yeah, you know me. You know what other people's problems? <laughs> okay, so don't be down with OPP in 2024. Be down with your own problems, your own priorities. Okay, YOP. You down with YOP? Yeah, you know me. You down with YOP? Yeah, you know me. Write your own story this year, okay? And actually do what you said you were going to do. And if you have a hard time doing it, then guess what? Your girl, Coach Jamie Drew, can help you out. Just head on over to theblisscode.net, okay? You can join the Bliss Code Academy. You can get in the book club. You can powwow with us. You can have a one-on-one session with me. You can really get your life together. But I really do believe in the power of community. And I really do believe in the power of immersion, being surrounded by the same people. I mean, your three best friends have 166% contagion factor. I know some of y'all have heard me say that before. But they're going to rub off on you whether you like it or not. So look around, boo. Look around. Who do you spend the most time with? Even down to your coworkers. Are you sitting around the water cooler complaining and talking trash and talking about how broke you are and talking about how tired you are and talking about how you don't like your job? Well, guess what? Maybe it's time to give that up. Misery loves company. And Misery misery is going to get her company. Misery was like, I I don't know about you, but I'm going to reach my goals. (laughs) Okay. I'm telling you. The brain, life, okay, it works just like these social media algorithms. The more you tune in, the more it's going to show you, okay? Stop looking for it because you're going to find it. You know you heard old people say that? Well, it's true. They weren't necessarily doing the research on the brain like I've been doing and neuroplasticity like I've been doing. However, they knew what the hell they were talking about, okay? so. Essentialism and minimalism, they both advocate for, you know, you continuously reassessing what's important in your life, what is essential. Hello, essentialism. Okay. And your life is going to evolve. Like I talked about years ago when, you know, I was complaining about money, but I was like, hey, I'm doing this for me and my little boy. You know, your priorities in life will change. So even if, like, say, for instance, you started a business and you've got a bunch of stuff related to that business and you're like, oh, well, I already started it or you started real estate school and you don't want to do it anymore or you started college and you don't want to do it anymore. Go on and let that go. Prioritize, reorganize and find out, is this essential to me? Do I have to be doing this? A lot of people think, well, I got to finish it because I started it. 
No, you don't. You don't have to finish it, okay? As your life evolves, so do your priorities, okay? And that is that is the beauty of our life. And that's how you find more beauty. Like I was talking about with the brain being an algorithm, you find more beauty by embracing these changes and this growth that you have in your life and being more adaptable and more flexible and understanding and learning how to pivot, you know, to what's important to you and stop being so loyal to things that aren't serving you and people that aren't serving you and being loyal to that show. And you just got to watch it and you just got to comment on it. And, I, and I've got to hit the like button on so-and-so's page and I've got to comment on it. No, you don't. You can say no. There's more ways to say no than by telling someone no for coming to an event or doing a favor or something like that. You can say no to some of the activities that you participate in yourself, the things that you do to make other people feel good and to let them know that you're looking at them, that you support them, you know? And that's what essentialism teaches, the power of saying no, especially things that don't align with your goals. If you have set this goal, if you have set this priority, then you need to start saying yes to what matters so you can have more time for the yeses that you want instead of the no's that you don't really want, okay? And so opportunities may be thrown at you and coming your way and all types of things like that, but you have to focus on what is true to you. Okay, embrace life's imperfection and how it moves and ebbs and flows. And just like Wabi Sabi, embracing imperfection. Y'all know I'm an abstract artist and I love how that ties into this concept. And just, just the beauty in, in being your authentic self and being real and not worrying about what other people think about what it is that you're doing will give you so much peace in your life and will move you closer and closer and closer to your main character energy. So I hope you have enjoyed this girl. I've definitely enjoyed having this conversation with you. Make sure you hit that notification to say subscribe to the Bliss Code podcast wherever you are listening to this podcast. Check us out on social media. You can find us at either the Bliss Code, the Bliss Code Academy, or Ideal Lifestyle Formula. And of course, you can always visit our website at theblisscode.net. Do not forget to join that powerful community full of women that are on this path, on this journey together that you can really connect with. And I hope you have a very, very, very happy new year and accomplish all of your goals. I'll check you next time, girl. Peace. <laughs>